born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. Uh, Let me just uh, show you this. See there in Galatians in chapter 4. When you look at this, and you'll see that there in verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. We go straight from being lost to being sons because of the adoption. God takes all of those that are his children and gives you the position of a son and as an heir. Now in verse 6, and because you are sons... God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. In other words, when God looks at you. Now, what if the day I was born and my daddy looked at me and he saw me with all this hair all over me. And he says into his mind, if I could read his mind, that's the ugliest kid I've ever seen in my life. And what if I'd have spoke up and says, Daddy, I'm so glad I look just like you. The day I was born. But see, I couldn't do that. But the day I trusted Christ as my Savior, that very day, that very moment, I could look at him and say, I'm so glad you're my daddy. That's what Abba means. It's a close term. It means that you have been, God, you're my son. You're an heir. And I got so much for you. And you could start talking to God when? Right away. You can let God talk to you. When? Right away. You can start reading his word right off the bat. Desiring the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. God already considers you a son in his family. And because you are a son, act like it. Grow up. Take responsibility. Because you're going to make a lot of decisions. And so as you begin to grow in the Lord, understand from verse 6 and 7, that's how God's, you're a son of God. Now in verse 8, how be it then, when ye knew not God, you did service unto those of which by nature are no God. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God. Now remember, he's talking to these Galatian Christians who have, well in Chapter 1 and verse 6, he says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that will trouble you and pervert the gospel of Christ. So he's talking to these people. Why are you going back to the law? Don't you realize who you are? 
Don't go back to saying, I'm a child and I'm going to put myself back under the law and I want all this correction and discipline of the law when God's already freed you from the curse of the law. You're a child of God. You're a son now. Grow up. And one of the reasons is because, see, now that you are a son of God, he wants Christ to be formed within him. So that you're not only considered to be an adult son of the responsibilities of the child of God. Now, God says, I want Christ to be formed in you. And he says, I stand in doubt of you that Christ is not being formed in you. Not that he didn't say he questioned their salvation. But just look at this very quickly where he says in um, verse 15. See, now he's talking to them and he's letting them know. Where is this happiness, this blessedness that you used to have? Because you knew that you were a child of God. Did you get this? Did you get this by the law? Or did you get this by the Spirit? Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2. Where is then this blessedness you spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. For I therefore, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They, those that are trying to put you back under the law, is trying to take away your sonship and make you a slave. And that's why he says in chapter 5 and verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us, what? Free, and not become entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't let them make you a slave. And when you see this, the book of Galatians is really one awesome book about the liberty, the freedom that we have in Christ. But notice what he says here in verse 17 of chapter 4. They zealously affect you, but not well. Yea, they would exclude you, but you might, that you might affect them. In other words, they want to use you. They're not interested in you. You'd be surprised how many people spend their whole life robbing fish out of somebody else's goldfish bowl. Because they can't catch their own, they just have to let somebody else catch the fish and then they try to rob their fish. Because they got so much more. They got deeper truths that you haven't known about. Uh, that preacher that just wins you to the Lord, well, he's so shallow, so shallow. You need some meat to eat. All that Yankee fellow knows is a little old milk here and there. All he got is pablum. Now, if you want some real meat, you come over to my church. Well, anyway... In verse 17, they zealous. So here you're talking about now, when he said, grow up, now you've got to decide who's going to influence you. Or you want to be influenced by the teaching of the law and these legalistic Judaizers? Or do you want to be disciplined by grace and learn to walk with the Lord? That's why you'll have these verses that's talking about walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because you're either going to be influenced by the spirit or you're going to be influenced by the flesh or the spirit. Either one. And God says, God's not going to be mocked. So that's why these verses are here. And that's why he says up there in verse 11, I am afraid of you. Afraid that you're going to be going back under the law. You're trying to um, establish the beggarly elements, as he says in verse 9. But now, after you have known God, or rather known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage. 
It's like, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven when I die. I used to think it had to be good and earn eternal life. Why do I want to go back to that frame of mind? To thinking that's what I got to do. Or by obeying certain rules and regulations, that makes me spiritual. No, it doesn't. You see, people can go to church. People can read the Bible. People can give money. But if they think that's what's keeping them saved, then it becomes legislative. It's law-keeping. It's legalism. And it does not work. And I want you to see that. Look in verse 19. Verse 19 where he says, My little children. So is he talking to these? See, he already believes, and he doesn't question their salvation. He's questioned their discernment. You see, there's three different words that are used concerning children. But there's some people that do not have discernment. Then there's some children when they're, you know, born, they don't know much. And it's a a different word altogether. I put it down here for you. And then you have others that, uh, you know, they can't make many good decisions. They're a child. And so he says, I'm afraid of you. He says, like he says here in verse 9, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. So now God says, you're my son. I want you to know Christ. I want you to live like Christ. I want you to be like him. So yes, there can be a lot of people in this world. They can come and go. There's some great ones and there's all kinds of people. And you may want to be like a lot of people, but you ought not want to be any of them. You want to be like Christ. That's why he says, be imitators of God. In the book of Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 1, be imitators of God. So as you read and study and go through life now, you're being conformed to the image of Christ. Christ is to be formed in you. See, Christ lives in you. But you're to be conformed to where you become like the Lord. And you talk like the Lord. I tell you, if you're going to be a child of the king, we sung that song tonight, child of the king. Then you need to use the language of the court. If this is the word of God and you're his child, shouldn't you learn the word of God? This is how God talks to us. And we should learn to say, God says. They say, where? Here. Here, 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 here. Learn the word of God. Grow in the Lord. And the reason for some of this is because he says, you did run well. Who did it hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Because you see, when you don't believe right, you can't run right. And you can't live right. And you can't talk right. Because you see there in chapter 5, when he makes this statement, see there in verse 7, Ye did run well. They did run. They knew that I'm the son of God. I'm an heir. So I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. And don't place yourself back under the law. Because the law cannot save you. Now when we get in these other verses in chapter 4. When he talks about the two women. You know Sarah and Hagar. And the two sons Ishmael and Isaac. And it talks about the flesh and the spirit. That's all explaining this. You see, whenever we were born in this world, we were born of the flesh. We have a sinful nature, right? That's our first birth. Uh, That was born underneath the law. And that's why, because we have a sin nature, we all sin. And because we all sin, 
the Bible says, the soul that sinneth shall die. So we've all sinned, and the law condemns. The law doesn't save anybody. The law only condemns everybody. And so that's why we are all sinners. So lo and behold, Christ comes along, and we believe that when he died on the cross, he paid for our sins that I've committed. And so when I accept him as my Savior, that payment put to my account, now I am born into God's family, and I'm given a new birth. This child right here is adopted into God's family as a son, not as a slave. Now I can choose to serve the Lord with all my heart. But I am not to go back to this one. So now God says you have the flesh and you have the spirit. I got two births. I've been born twice. So I am not to, as a child of God, walk in the flesh. That's placing myself under the law. So Paul is telling them, why would you do such a stupid thing? And that's why, now I want you to see this verse. Look there in Galatians in chapter 3 and look in verse 1. Remember we just read that verse there in Galatians chapter 5 about the law. And ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? So here in verse 1 of chapter 3 says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Who hath caused you not to obey the truth? that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently said forth, crucified among you. You've accepted his crucifixion as your death. You're now free. If you're free from sin, then you're free from the law. Why go back to the law? And so he says in verse 2, This only would I learn of you. Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law? Is that how you got born into God's family? Is that how you received the Holy Spirit? Because you kept the law? No. But by the hearing of faith, you heard the gospel, the good news, and you trusted Christ as your Savior, and you were born into God's family, and God has adopted you as a son of God. Now, as a son of God, grow up! And don't let somebody make you a slave. I want people to serve the Lord, but not as... Though I'm their master, I want people to do right because they know the Lord and they love the Lord and they appreciate their position in Christ. You're a son of God. Act like it. Live like it. You can also, remember the Bible says, you can call upon the Lord at any time. You don't have to wait for anything. You can call upon the Lord at any time. Pray to him. And you can ask God for whatever you think you need. Call upon me and I will answer and show thee mighty things which thou knowest not. Casting all your cares upon me. See, you can do that as a newborn babe. You can start walking with God. You can start talking with God right off the bat. Ain't that good? I mean, you don't have to wait. And it's an individual thing. Therefore, stand fast in the freedom, the liberty that God has given to us. Now, we'll look down at number two under letter C there. Heir can only take claim after the death of the testator, which Christ has already died. So when you accepted his death, you believe he died, and you have now become his son, you are an heir of God, start claiming your inheritance. So as a son of God, start walking with him. Start talking to him. Because he made a lot of promises in his will. 
That's why you don't study the Word of God. You're studying the will of God. It's like if, um, if Jesse down here was a millionaire and he died and left me in his will. You think I want to look at that will? Well, if he was, had a million dollars, I might look at that. And so God has left us in his will. And he said, now, if you'll do this, you can claim this. You do this, you can have this. You do this, you can have this. Good night. I want to study that will as best I can. I don't want to miss one thing in it. I want to claim everything I can. And so um, you are now a, an adult son. Look at page two. Page two, look where we have the word note. Recognize that Paul is talking largely to Gentile, Galatian believers, that the Judaizers have been perverting not just the doctrines of grace, but also the Mosaic law. The Judaizers have used their perverted knowledge of the law to corrupt the minds of the Galatians. Paul must teach the correct doctrines of the law throughout his epistle to refute their corrupt teachings of the law. This portion of Galatians is specific to someone that is confused about doing the works of the law as a means to achieve what only grace through faith in Christ can achieve. In other words, the law cannot give you what grace can. The law cannot save you. The law cannot keep you saved. Therefore, you do not need the law. That doesn't mean anything's wrong with the law. It's perfect. It's that you're not. So you're not under the law. Because see, when you died, you said, when did I die? Well, when you accepted Christ's death, he died in your place. So God considers you. You died. So if I died, the law can't touch me. The law can no longer condemn me. That's why I can never go to hell in the future. Why? Because the law can't touch me. Christ died for how many of my sins? If he did not save me forever, he should not have saved me at all. That's a good statement. If God could not save me forever, then God should not have saved me at all. Because what would be the point? If he can't keep me saved, and I couldn't do anything to get saved, but not by my works, and my works are not good enough to get saved, they're not good enough to stay saved. I was saved by grace, and I'm kept saved by grace. And I defy anybody trying to put me back under the law. I've already been saved for 59 years. Well, I guess I'll go back under the law and see if I can save myself now. That's why he says, where's this blessedness that you spoke of? And the apostle Paul, when he came to them and he preached the gospel, they said, evidently, at the end of the book of Galatians, he says, what large characters that he has made when he wrote this book. He said, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. You love me so much, he says. You used to love me so much. You were so happy in the Lord. Where is this blessedness gone? See, when you put yourself under the law, you can't ride along with the joy of the Lord. Because you're under a burden now. You've got to perform. And it's going to be based upon your own strength. Salvation is by the grace of God. Look down here at number two there in Roman numeral. An heir of God through Christ. The son as a child is an heir, but does not have the privilege of the son. It is no better than a servant or slave. These are terms that speak of position. The Greek word used by Paul means full-grown son or an adult son. doesn't mean you're mature, but that is your position in Christ. Now you learn the word of God so that you can grow, so that you can become a spiritual-minded son. But if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh so you can please the Lord and have the happiness that you, you really want and the joy. And all of these things that are mentioned down through here. And uh, there's three different words that are used down here at number three that you can see at the bottom of the page two. And when you're born into God's family, now you are, yes, 
adopted into his family as a son. You didn't have to start off at the bottom and be under the law. And then someday God recognized, no, Jewish people should understand this better than what probably us Gentiles would. Look at the bottom of the page, letter C, the adoption, the placing as a son is what changed the status of the child, made him eligible to receive the privileges of being an heir. The key point that Paul is driving to the Galatians is that this change in position, this eligibility to receive the privilege of the heir was not done through the law, the schoolmaster, but through Christ. It is bestowed as a gift, and more importantly, you cannot have it and still be in bondage. You see, you can't be an inheritor of the inheritance under the law because you have to be free to be the son to claim your inheritance. Now, Look there in Galatians in chapter 3. And look what he says here. In verse 22, he says, now in verse 19, he talks about if there had been a law given which could have given life, very righteousness should have been by the law. Verse 20, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law Shut up unto the faith which should afterward be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. That we might be justified by faith. So once you have been justified by faith. Do you need the schoolmaster anymore? No. Once Christ has come. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Anybody know where that verse is found? Romans chapter 10. Verse 5, or is it verse 4? The key thing is, it is free. This righteousness of God. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. That's why we're no longer under the law. This is called the period of grace where we are in the church age. From Pentecost to the rapture is called the, we call it the age of grace. And before that was the law. So we have been delivered from the curse of the law because of Christ. He paid our sin debt. Given us as a free gift everlasting life. Remember the young ruler that came to Christ. What must I do that I might inherit eternal life? Be a son. Be a son. And that's only by your birth. Regeneration, which comes first. That's you trusting Christ as Savior. Now, as a child, and God has put you into his family as a son, an adult son. Now, because that's how God sees you, now are we the sons of God. And it does not appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Uh, Look there at page three. Letter D, God the Father placed them as sons so they were not under the tutors or governors of the law. God did not save us and put us under the law. He saved us and set us free. The word redeemed means he not only paid our sin debt. It means he paid our sin debt and set us free. And because he set you free, it means you were free from the law. And now as a son of God, you and I are supposed to live like a a son of God. 
And we are to grow in our maturity, in our experience, because hope maketh not ashamed. And so we go through various experiences in life, and that's to teach us things how to grow in grace. Because we learn to live trusting the Lord and talking to the Lord and being with God and with God's children. Those things that we can individually be as strong as we want to be and we can be as dedicated as we want to be. It's an individual choice. I hope all of us understand that. But look at number two where I have verse six in bold. God gives way to the new relationship with God. Abba literally means Papa or Daddy. And Father... For reference, in other words, the day I trusted Christ as my Savior, I was 18 years old, right off the bat, I could say, the Lord is my Father. I am His Son. Now, when I was born into this world, I couldn't talk for the first, you know, probably first year, as far as I know. I can't even remember too well. But I do remember being behind bars and hitting a bottle. Oh, well, we'll move right along. But notice number three, and because of your new relationship, God sends the Holy Spirit into your heart. The spirit of his son is referring to the likeness of Jesus in that the Holy Spirit is of the same likeness and he wants to make you like Christ. See, the Holy Spirit is like Christ and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you to teach you the word of God so that he can conform you and make you like Christ. He's not interested in making you like some Hollywood star, some movie star. Some sports guy, he wants to make you like Christ. There is no one that you ought to want to be like more than the Lord himself. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Okay, I saw a few go this way. (laughs) Verse 7, the Holy Spirit indwelling you is proof that you are not a servant, status under the law, but a son. So if you are a son, that means you are an heir and you were not able to get that through the law, but through Christ. And don't let somebody put you back under the law. Look up here. Letting this hand represent you and me and the wall represents sin. We all have sin on us. Now God, he loves us. Loves every one of us. But because we've all sinned, we're under the law. So the Bible says we cannot save ourselves. We can't deliver ourselves from this curse because the law demands death. And that's all that God will accept. He won't accept good works, so that's out. So Jesus Christ, who's God in the flesh, came into this world, born of a woman, born in due time, right on time. He loves us. He hates our sin because our sin separates us from him. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, he took all of our sin and he paid our sin debt in order to set us free. So when we believe he did this for us after he came back from the dead, I can accept this death payment as my death payment. I am now free from the law. So I'm free from the law. I'm born into God's family. God doesn't put me back under the law for my raising to teach me and to educate me. Now, I may study a lot of things in the Bible, but that is not where I am. I am not a slave. I'm a free child of God. I'm a son. I have an inheritance. We ought to live like we are children of the king because that's who we are. 
Let's pray, shall we? Heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around. If you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, why not right now in the quietness of this moment? Or if you're watching by internet, right there on the screen, says, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. Friend, I can't save you. This church cannot save you. But Jesus can. And if you'll trust him as your Savior, he'll give you as a free gift everlasting life. And I pray that you would do so. Father, we thank you so much for this time together. Bless each one. Help us to realize our position in Christ is as a son. And help us to to grow in grace as we should. We want Christ to be formed in us. And we want the Holy Spirit to make us like him. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at Yankee at YankeeArnold.com. That's Yankee at YankeeArnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at YankeeArnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed. Caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day believing that the Lord is coming soon and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.